Look, I have all the respect in the world for the Summer Olympic Games, but I just can't get into it. You see, the winters here in Canada where I have this podcast are long and arduous. So when it's summertime, I'm not even on speaking terms with my television. Winter Olympics? Ha ha ha. Different story altogether. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. On January 25th of 1924, the first Winter Olympics took off in style at Chamonix in the French Alps. 16 countries gathered to compete in sports like figure skating, speed skating, hockey, curling, a whole lot more. The opening ceremonies were this day in weather history. The games were originally called the International Winter Sports Week, but it was such a rave success that the shifty and self-serving International Olympic Committee, the IOC, recognized a new stream of income. So, in 1928, officially designated the event as an Olympic Winter Games staged in Samaritz, Switzerland. Although they were the first under the new naming convention, they were now officially referred to as the second Winter Olympics. The games were organized by the French Olympic Committee. You see, France already had a tradition of putting on international skiing events as far back as 1907. They were called the Winter Sports Week and attracted 2,000 people to come and watch this new attraction. Four years later, another sports week in the same location drew more than 12,000 visitors. The International Olympic Committee, seeing the success of the event in terms of spectator population, then started a new tradition, finding ways to make money by luring in a new site years in advance and voted to have an International Winter Sports Week in Berlin in 1916. This one, however, was ill-fated and never materialized. Uh, But athletes were ready. As an example, Scandinavian athletes, for instance, had their own games that they called the Nordic Games in Stockholm, Sweden, and it was a huge success in its own right after its first run in 1901. So when the Olympic Committee came looking to tap their resources, they were understandably reluctant. It took some convincing to get athletes from Norway, Finland, and Sweden to show up for the 1924 Olympics. The French organizers did it in part by not calling it the Olympics. It was instead called the International Winter Sports Week. They made sure that the medals given out weren't official Olympic medals, although French organizers arranged for athletes to still swear to the Olympic code and oath before participating. It was a small consolation, but it was in this way that the ice melted. I use that pun intentionally. And the Olympics were widely accepted after all. For the first three-quarters century, they were played in the same year as the Summer Games. But the IOC, again seeing an opportunity to maximize income potential by spreading the attention over a wider area of years, made the genius move of alternating the seasonal games to every two years so each games would be within two years of each other. Summer games, two years later winter, two years later summer. This way, there was only ever one year in between before the IOC was back in the world's lives again. In the Winter Games, medals were awarded in 16 events contested in five sports. Nine disciplines, bobsled, curling, ice hockey, figure skating, speed skating, military patrol skiing, (laughs) cross-country skiing, Nordic combined skiing, and ski jumping. So back to that special January 25th, this day in weather history, in 1924. On the morning of the opening ceremony, there was a huge breath of relief because it had been pouring rain 
four days <laughs> leading up to this day. Not good at all for a site that needs to be covered in snow, and it was looking dire. The local media wrote in an article in France on January 25th that the Olympic opening seemed dubious at best. At the time of writing the article, the snow slides were almost wrecked by thaws. The skating rink is soft and sloppy. The slides for the bobsled and ski contest had melted down to almost mud. The athletes of the nations who had entered in the winter sports were restricted from any preparatory workouts because of the deplorable conditions. So they were understandably willing to sit out a postponement until better weather. While the athletes were being appeased, the officials of the French Olympic Committee ordered for carloads of snow to be driven down from the mountains to cover up the bare spots in the slides, and while it had been made fairly good for practice, it simply was not up to scratch for real competition. Then, a miracle! <laughs> Later on the 25th, the local temperatures finally dropped, bringing the freezing weather that the organizers had bet their careers on. Then, just like a Hollywood film, just without the music, the sun came out to cast the perfect light on the perfect setting for everyone in the attendance. At this change of events, a huge number of sports enthusiasts from town and surrounding areas packed the grounds to attend the opening. See? All's well that ends well. Thankfully, this ended well. <laughs> this day in weather history. Tomorrow is January 26th, and this marks the Chicago blizzard of 1967 that struck northeast Illinois and northwest Indiana on January 26th through the 27th. But that is not the whole story. Where do you put all that snow after you clear it? You share it with those who have little or none. Confused? You should be. But we will clear it all up tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.